Welcome to Chihuahua Bat 2.0, Surviving in the Classroom. I'm Swan, one of the Chihuahua Bats. The other Chihuahua Bat Mala is still vacationing in Wisconsin, and in about a week I'm going to go up and fetch her and bring her back, and she and I can collaborate more in some of the future podcast and besides being a chihuahua bat i'm a 29 year veteran of the public classroom i retired in 2018 and i had two goals one was to advocate for teachers still in the classroom i think it's important to tell their story to bring awareness to the public of each teacher's journey and the second goal was to write a book about a particular period in my life so in 2019 I published Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat that highlights the five-year period in my teaching career that if you'd ever told me I'd be standing in that situation, I would have said it doesn't exist. And it did. And so when I realized that was my reality, um, I had to come up and find a solution. And so I always tell people, if you think you've got a very challenging situation, read my book and you're going to feel a whole lot better about your situation. So I hope that helps. So Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat, you can find it on Amazon and also on my webpage, chihuahuabat.com. These next series of podcasts, I'm reaching out to friends and colleagues uh, in the education field that have impacted my teaching journey. And today I'm really excited to introduce to you Michelle Rudell. I've nicknamed her Rudy. So if you hear me say that, I'm still talking about Michelle, and uh, Michelle, you and I met in 2010 when I became part of the Robinson High School faculty, but I'm going to ask you to take us back to the beginning of your journey, and maybe start with, did you always want to be a teacher? I did. I, well, I always wanted to be a teacher. I had a little teacher about in the eighth grade when uh, I decided I wanted to be a lawyer instead. Interesting. And... Uh, my dad said, if you're going to be a mom and a wife, you should be a teacher. I, I got that story. <laughs> <laughs> because he said, you know, you, with teaching that you have the same schedule as your children and you're home with them more. And and uh, so yes, back I then. came back around to okay. being a teacher. Um, took a detour again after college when I didn't get a job right away and worked for McDonald's and worked in the driver's license office for a while. Okay. And then was in 1997 mm-hmm. after a divorce mm-hmm. that I found myself thinking I could not do that driver's license job till retirement because I thought it was very routine. Yeah. Same thing over and over, which was great while I was married in a very chaotic situation. Right. You but needed that. I needed, uh, I thought I need to do something different. And my counselor friend mentioned the teaching certificate that was gathering dust. And, <laughs> and so through much conversation and prayer and consideration, right. I ended up resigning that state job, getting on the sub list. Ah, uh, yes. And subbing for a semester. Um, is an education. I, I knew that I just my certificate was in elementary education, and I just knew I was going to teach nice, sweet little elementary children that still love you. And <laughs> and uh, the job I was hired for was teaching home economics at the alternative high school. So I have to so, say, <laughs> talk about out of the box. <laughs> definitely out of the box. Uh, I'd interviewed with uh, the elementary schools 
there and they, I was told we can't afford to hire you because I would be a well, that was okay. That that remark came later. I'm sorry, but they I interviewed with elementary teachers in elementary schools and didn't get hired. So my friend, who was my counselor, was also a counselor at the alternative school that served seven districts. It was a co-op. Good lord. And she said, "We need a home economics teacher." And we both laughed because I don't cook. I don't sew, and I only <laughs> clean when it's absolutely necessary. And so I went for the interview. I think I sat with them for an hour, and I don't think I said two words, and they hired me. So wow. I found myself hired to teach home economics at an alternative high school serving seven districts. It was mostly at that time it was credit recovery rather than disciplinary. Yes. Um, right. And so one of your units, what did you do not being? Well, I took the units that the teacher had. We had, so I had five courses and those five courses, when the student came in, it was a very transient population that would come and stay for a while and go back to their home district. We were a credit recovery based school, so they could start at any six weeks. So if they had credit for the first and second six weeks, but not that then we would start them in the third six weeks of whatever course they were in. Okay. So I had five subjects, and they could start anywhere. Goodness gracious. So you, you had some guidance. So I had some guidance. It was all paper packets. That was before everything was on. Right, board. right. It would have been. So I had crates. and Oh, my gosh. Uh, with, and just based on what the other teacher had done. That job then turned into, the, I think it was the next year, where my food production students that I was teaching end up cooking lunch and serving the students. Wow. Um, so now you're a chef. <laughs> it was uh, it was a mess, and I'm I'm getting my timeline kind of messed up. But I started there as, okay. as teaching home economics. Then the next right. year we downsized. Uh, one of our biggest districts pulled out, and we downsized. Okay. And so I, the new home economics teacher was the first to go <laughs> in the reduction of force. And oh, so this job that I was sure that God had put me in all of a sudden is gone. Right. And that's when I interviewed with elementary school again, and they told me, well, you're a second-year teacher. This grant we have only funds a first-year teacher, and so we can't afford you. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> what so, did you do? Um, <laughs> we I was can't gonna, afford a teacher of all, you know. I was going to sub again another year. and um, But they called me in the summer, and they said, uh, the math teacher has resigned. Oh, now we get to it. And we need you to teach. We would love to have you back on our campus. We love the way you interact with the kids. We would love to have you here, but we need you to teach math. (laughs) And if there was anything more far-fetched than me teaching home economics, it was me teaching math. I had had college algebra was the highest math I had had taken. And um, when I hit trig in high school, it was like a brick wall. And and (laughs) so I was like, well... Um, but they said, you know, it's, it's the alternative school. You'll teach Algebra 1 and Geometry and and every once in a while some Algebra 2. But it was self-paced. Right. So I could you could learn. I could them. study ahead of the kids. And as long as oh. I stayed one day ahead. Exactly. Yeah. We were good. Yeah. So I agreed to teach math. They hired me back. So then I had the math and the electives. And, oh, gosh. Uh, I'm... Pretty good test taker, so I ended up testing, taking 
I'm certified in PE and English <laughs> and math. Well, the math one took me forever, but yeah. Um, you better not say yeah. that out loud. You'll be teaching PE next year. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Our PE was all book work. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so I have a lot of certifications. It took me the longest to get the math one I took. Okay. I went back to Texas Tech in the summer and took some math courses and took every review I could get my hands on and yeah. took that test every time it was offered. And I've never been so proud of a 73 in my whole entire life. Oh, girl, me too. I would have yeah. At one time we counted and I had, uh, if you counted like algebra one first semester, algebra one second semester, if you counted all my semesters, I had 27 semesters that I was responsible for. Wow. And these kids could come in and start at any six weeks. Yeah, they could. Point. Yeah. So. Uh, it was gracious. It was daunting. Yeah, to say uh, the least. But absolutely love the kids. Okay. Um, my very, very first student. The very first year, and I was nervous because I was going to teach elementary children. Yeah. <laughs> These were bigger, <laughs> taller than me. That was the plan. And the very first student, he walked in, and he throws his leg up on the chair and pulls his pants leg up, and there's an ankle monitor. Oh, dear. And he goes, man, I'll be glad when I get this thing off. And I yeah. stepped out in the hall, looked up to the sky and said, God, are you sure, are you sure this is where I'm supposed to be? <laughs> But I loved it. We had culture shock there. Lots of relationship building and, and chances yeah. to impact those those kids who were starved for positive attention. And, Absolutely, and just a positive environment. I would think it was it was fantastic. And then okay, so from alternative so school. from alternative school, then every year they were trying to shut us down. Yeah. They we were kind of the stepchild. They yes, we weren't really wanted there. They didn't want all those kids. Yeah. There, they had added the DAP in there, so now we had the credit recovery and the disciplinary. Right. So it was, it was one had to go, but and it was, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. And uh, so then, every year we didn't know if we were going to have a job the next year or not. Yeah. And so, so I taught for six years there, and then okay, I had gone in to talk to my pastor, and that's when he asked me, "Have you ever thought about moving?" You know, yeah. family here there you know there are opportunities for you in a bigger town and right. you're a teacher you have you know these certifications you can go anywhere and well, that's kind of scary at the same time it was scary and and i told him okay i'd go anywhere but waco <laughs> so and here i sit in waco and, yeah. and robinson just outside of waco is where yeah. i teach and, yeah. never and i say never going into year 17 wow got hired over the telephone before that was a thing yes yeah uh I just had surgery right. and had pretty much given up on finding a job that summer because I knew I had to have surgery and didn't think I could have major surgery, yes. sell a house, buy a house, no. move, move. Uh-uh. across the state or, you know, somewhere. Yeah, so, I agree. But the day after surgery, my phone rang in the hospital room, what? the landline phone. That's it was This was 2004. Yeah. And I answered it, man. And on the other end, so this is Tim Van Cleve. I'm the principal at Robinson High School. And we're looking for a math teacher. Are you looking for a job? I said, yes, sir. He said, sir, yes, well, we have sir. a position open for Algebra 2 and Geometry. Is that something you could do? So I told him how I got my certification and told him that the, yeah. the geometry I was confident with, the Algebra 2, I would have to do my homework, but I was willing to do it. Right. He said, great. Can you come for an interview next week? And I said, I'm sorry, but I can't. I'm in the hospital here. 
And uh, he said, he said, but you are still looking. I said, yes. I said, but I had major surgery yesterday, and I don't think my doctor will let me drive six and a half hours next week. No. So he called me back the next day and interviewed me over the phone. Oh, good. Called me a couple days later and told me I had the job. The rest is history. A couple weeks later, I got to come down and actually meet him. Meet, meet this nice gentleman. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, wow. This is I'm. Well, we're about to start. This is year seventeen. Year Robinson. Seventeen in Robinson. Okay. Is there anyone who stands out who was a particular mentor or sort of help you get through? Sort of teach you the tricks of the trade. Oh, Brenda Parker saved my life when when I started teaching at the alternative school. I had. Okay. It had been eight years from the time I graduated to the time I stepped into my first classroom. Right. And I I thought I'd forgotten everything I'd learned. Of course, I had an elementary certificate. I'm stepping into an alternative high school. Yeah. And she and the other teachers there, they were, the first year there were seven of us teachers, I think, or seven or eight. Mm -hmm. After we downsized, there were only three of us. Oh, wow. So we got to be very close. Yeah. And yes, they... They were Got my survival guide Good. on how do you survive 27 subjects and yeah, and a, a mobile population that starts at any six weeks and yeah, and uh, a grading we had grades like every three weeks and wow and so that was kind of a learning community before that was even a a buzzword definitely because yes. uh, we met every morning before the kids got there we met sort of like my breakfast sort of like club. your breakfast club. <laughs> I love it I love it okay. Yeah. But so, so one of the best April Fool's jokes ever in that breakfast club. It involved <laughs> Oreos and toothpaste. But oh my goodness! Uh, but yeah, we were we were each other's. But that's what the breakfast club is for. God. To bring the humor to the madness. Sometimes I think that's kind of what got and me. And then through. yeah, when I moved to Robinson, I was terrified because I had not taught in a real a, a real, real school, a regular traditional school. Right. And yeah. I knew what to do with. Troubled kids in the alternative school. I didn't know what I was going to do with the others. <laughs> regular kids, but kids are kids. I was uh, going to say, I don't think it matters. I, I didn't realize that at that point, but right. yeah, kids are kids. And um, of course, my first week at Robinson, we mm-hmm. loaded up a U Haul like on July the 31st in Florida, Texas, and left there and drove across here. And I went to work August the 6th. I'd had surgery June the 23rd. So that's how. Oh, my gosh. How quick that happened. And I went to an in-service that they had for all the math teachers, and I met a lady named Jackie Talley. <laughs> Another mentor, would you say? <laughs> definitely, definitely. We, she's from West Texas, and so we had that connection. Yeah. Uh, we figured out in the first day that we met that December the 5th is, a, is, is not a day we like because that's the day that my son was killed in a car wreck and she has a brother that was killed right. in a car wreck, not on the same year, but, but on the December same. the 5th. And we figured that came up in conversation like the first day we met. That's unreal. And so, so there you was were meant an instant, to meet. Yes, you there was meant. an instant bond. And wow. I'm so excited this year because we have the same lunch again. Yay. So, it's the little things. It's the little things. We didn't have the same lunch last year, and we thought the world is going to come to an end because we don't have the same lunch. But the Rocket Cafe is closed, but I did. That was our Friday thing. Friday hangout. That was cool where you could just go and collaborate a little bit. All right. Can you think of a, a student, a particular student 
that you <laughs> had a big impact on their lives or maybe impacted you. My students impacted me. So Oh, definitely. I, yeah. If you, if I think about I know the alternative school, there were, right. there was, there was one in particular, her uh-huh. name was Stacy and she was, yeah. that's uh, probably about 15 or 16, pretty much be, was the adult in her house. Um, and when I met her, she was 18, finishing up her high school credits and would miss school to go to siblings meetings right. with the principal and stuff. Because wow. I asked her, I said, well, why doesn't your mom go? And she said, well, my mom supports the bar and I support my family. Oh, so she was working gosh. and going to school. But Bless her heart. She was always had a smile on her face. She would pick me up and carry me down the hall. Uh, really? <laughs> 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 um we had a we had a, an instant bond and a a really close relationship. There was it was it was a neat thing. And she went on and graduated and yeah and uh, got her high school diploma. And Good for her. Went on. I haven't heard from her in a long time. Yeah. Then, um, in Robinson, I think of uh, there was a group of kids that <laughs> we kind of did an a trial run with a remediation class and uh-huh. tried to be proactive instead of reactive. And yeah. So took them as they were eighth graders who struggled on their math test. Okay. And so we took the 36 lowest and divided them in three sections and put them in mm-hmm. what really was a remedial algebra one class. Right. And so I got them as freshmen and we, went just as basic we used manipulatives we wrote on the desk we stood and wrote on the board we did everything we could think of to build confidence and we went through the algebra one curriculum and that's what it was for them very slow yes but it was a confidence builder a basic skill builder because they went on from my remedial class to take algebra one as a sophomore okay and then took their test at the end of the sophomore year instead of the freshman right and we had 30 I started with 39. No, I started with 36. Mm-hmm. At the end of their sophomore year, we still had 32 of them that took the test. Some had moved away. Right. 29 of them passed the first time Perfect. we took it. Perfect. So, but that group I had as freshmen. Yes. And then I got to have them again as seniors when they were in Algebra 2. Wow. How neat to see the transformation, right? And to see the growth in maturity and the yeah. growth in the confidence in their math right. skills and just the, the way they'd grown just as people right. was incredible. And to have them come into class and they already knew me. Yeah. We already knew the expectations. We already knew the, And they already knew, you know, sometimes it takes a while to convince these kids that, they, that you care about them. True. That's and that you true. want what's best for them. And then when, right. you're, when you're pushing them or you have high expectations. It's not that you're being mean. It's, it's not like, that you're being mean. But some, with new students, it takes a while to sometimes to convince them of that. Sure. Yeah. And freshmen and with, in particular. With this group, when they came as a senior, we were already past that. Yes. Because they knew you had their best that interest. Mr. Dell had their back. Yeah. Exactly. They did. And so yeah. to watch them, one in particular... Thinking I'm thinking of Shasha. Shasha is is the leader of the pack, and she, she is the protector. And the Mama Shy, they called her, because oh, she is the the protector of her friend group. And I wouldn't mess with any of her friends. Um, very, very protective and very caring. And she never picked me up and carried me down the hall, but she did kind of remind me of Stacy from 
from West Texas. But um, so we had this thing about she would want to get up and leave class every day. She did, right. And she would say she needed to go get a drink of water, but I knew she was going to check on her friends. Mm -hmm. So I kept bottled water in my classroom, and one day she said, hey, Mr. Dell, can I go get a drink of water? I'm like, um, I really need you in class right now, but here, have this. Pitched her a bottle of water. <laughs> oh, no, Miss Riddell, I don't want it. Sure, yeah, I've got plenty. You can have It's not cold, but it's new. You, yeah, you can have this. So that became our thing every day. Miss Riddell, can I go get a drink of water? No, but you can have this here. She goes, I'm going to buy you some water. But no, just uh, stay in my class. She right? stayed hydrated, and I kept her in class. So there it was go. good. There you go. And to watch her grow, and she has since gone on. She graduated and has uh, gotten her associate's degree yeah. from MCC. And, it's doing well. We've gone out since she's graduated. We've gone out and had dinner a couple of times and yeah. just didn't kept that relationship a little bit. So I, I can remember being at school on the weekends, as most teachers do. Go isn't everybody? Yeah, that's not in the contract. Who's not there on the weekends? Exactly. And I can remember seeing you tutoring her when she had gone on. Oh, yeah, I forgot to about that. NCC. Yeah, so you're the teacher that keeps on teaching, is after, what I say. After she graduated, and this has happened with a couple of my students. Oh, yeah, you're up there with that, them. Um, you know, I won't, I won't be friends with them on social media until after they graduate. But after right. they graduate, if they request me, then I'll be their friend. Right. And some occasionally they will message me, help with my math. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. And so I'll meet them I know. Um, at yeah. school or somewhere and we'll we'll work on math and right. most of the time it's it's just a confidence thing or just a reminder of how did we phrase it when we were in class or right or because it's amazing they'll come in and I don't okay I don't know how to do this I said do you remember when we did this and this and this oh yeah I know so, it's like I know you know it you just don't remember mm -hmm. that you know it so I think that happens with everybody. It's that, that instant fear, especially if it's like a test day or something. You're like, I don't know this. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I want to say, um, I know you were honored as um, Teacher of the Year, right, for the district yes. and the campus, right? And I want to say that I think you are a Teacher of the Year because you, you know, definitely meet their needs as far as instructionally, but you also um, help them through their emotional challenges as well. And you can speak to that, like, in a level that I can't even speak to. And I think that's what real teachers do, you know, because we get them at such vulnerable ages. Oftentimes they can't control their environment and they, they don't know what to do. Like you said, your Stacy often... I was amazed at how many were the adults in their environment. Mm -hmm. I mean, doing more than I had to do at their yeah. ages. But um, I just want to say that, you know, I, I so admire you because I know they respect that you can speak to all levels of their education. And I think that's important. It's sometimes when they're going through a rough time and I can, I don't share details of my no. history with all of my students, but oh, no. they're, have been specific occasions where some student is going through some difficulty and I can share with them a little bit of what I've been through. Right. And they recognize it. Or I can right. can give them some glimmer of hope or some kind of tool to kind of help manage the right. 
the chaos. I remember telling one student last year before the world shut down was, yeah. okay, I know you got a lot going on at home and outside the classroom, but in this 45 minutes, you can't do anything about that. Right. So as best you can, let's leave that out here in the hall. Come in here and take care of business inside this 45 minutes in the classroom. Right. Take care of you. I said, because I know you're stressed and you have a lot of anxiety, but if you fall behind in class, that's going to increase the anxiety. It's going to add to your plate. And you can't do anything about these these other things that are going on outside. You can't do anything about those right this minute. So wow. focus on your math this 45 minutes. Right. You'll be done. You won't have to worry about Check it. You'll be caught up. <laughs> and then when you step outside, I guarantee that other stuff is still going to be there waiting. Yeah, sadly, it's going to be there. I think that's excellent advice. So, yeah. So I'm... I'm always curious about people that tell me that they want to go into teaching. And there was a time when I would have said, oh, yes, go into it. And I don't tell people don't go into it, but I try to give them little scenarios. Okay, you know, have you thought about this situation? Have you thought about that situation? Because you may encounter as a teacher, because unless you've walked that walk, you just have no idea. Right. And if it were just instructional, well, that we could handle. But that's sometimes the last thing we get to. So much more to it. Yeah. So can you think, you know, any advice for anyone thinking about going into teaching? Perfect. That's all right. If if you're going into to teaching because you're thinking of eight to three and summer's off. Think find again. something else. <laughs> yeah, think again. Yes. Uh, if you're if you're thinking of going into teaching because you want to impact the life of young people and you're willing to do the work and spend the hours and put your heart into it, then by all means go into teaching. Yes. Welcome, come on in. Welcome, come on in. It's right. it's it's the most. It's difficult. It's uh-huh. exhausting. It's rewarding. But it's the most rewarding thing you could it ever is. do. It is absolutely the most rewarding thing. But it is it is not easy. No, it's not, and it, it gets harder and harder as the world changes. We're going to a whole another level of not easy. <laughs> well, absolutely. And I was going to say, you know, you're I'm coming to you, and you're in the middle of just about to. Virtually, right? Yes, we are. We are planning for remote and in-person instruction. Okay. Um, You're remote for three weeks, right? The first three weeks? Robinson has pushed the start date back to September the 8th. Okay. And we will start both in-person and remote. The parents have a choice. I think they have until next week, I think. I'm not sure when their deadline is. Right. Um. But it's not yet. It hasn't happened yet. Right. But the parents will choose whether they want their students in person, in, in class in person, or uh, learning from home remotely. And the guidelines for our remote instruction are much more structured okay. than they were in the spring. Spring was well, a crisis. Right. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what to expect. And, and we had never done this before. And mm-hmm. uh, now that we've... We had a semester of remote instruction. Yeah. We kind of see some of the pitfalls and some of the difficulties. Right. And so 
Now, TEA and the district has put out some very specific guidelines what remote instruction will look like from the student side, from the parent side, from the teacher, teacher side. side. Okay. So, will you be doing face-to-face -face and remote? Yes. Okay. So, you get to do all of that. So, we well, are that's planning, overwhelming. We have a rocket remote team that right now is planning for the first four weeks and four days, which takes us up to our next, like an in-service planning day. Right. Four weeks and four days, which is basically the first five weeks of school. Okay. And we are to have all of that plan in place by August 26th. Wow. It's around the corner. And it is definitely around the corner. <laughs> Guess where I'm going after here? Yes. <laughs> um, so we will have that plan in place. There will be a team of liaisons for the Rocket Remote. So the remote learners will have a teacher that is their liaison that will stay in contact with them and monitor their daily progress, which is part of an attendance type right. issue. Right. Okay. So, so I'll be doing remote and in person, but I won't be responsible for keeping track of every single thing remotely that right. the remote students are doing. That's a help. That's definitely a help. That's a help because you have your hands full. So it, what I, the way I understand it is that we will be responsible for the, the planning and the creation of materials uh, coordinating the resources, grading, but the day-to-day day -day monitoring of progress that counts for attendance is up to the liaison. Okay. Wow. I think. That's the plan for today. That's the plan for today. <laughs> and, and I think that this will have to adjust as things roll out, Definitely. obviously. Right. Definitely. And wow. It's, you know, it's changed so many times. We had a start date and then we didn't. We had guidelines for, for funding from, from the state, and then we had a different start date. And mm -hmm. so we have several districts around the area that are starting at different times. In fact, I think one I of our... I have noticed that. I think there's one locally here that started this week. Wadham started, uh, well, today. And yeah. then uh, Midway, the big district here, is, is starting, I think, next week. Their teachers are back, but their students. Students come next week. And right. Robinson chose to, once we'd adjusted the calendar to start September 8th, and then they came back and said, no, the county didn't, couldn't really say that, didn't have that authority. But Robinson decided to leave the start at September 8th. The calendar had already been adjusted. Word had already gone out. And so. I think parents, that would have been comforting because they're trying so not to. not to, not to yeah. change it again. I yeah. think it's good. I agree. Already adjusted the length of the day so that we will have the same. We'll still get out in May. We still have the same Christmas, Thanksgiving. Nice. Very so good. So that calendar had already been so much work went into that. Oh, it's, it's incredible what you have to think about. And then, know. you know, as soon as they got it, then the, the word comes down, oh, no, you don't have to do that. You can, it's like, it's crazy. Never mind. We've already put the work. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to race this one more time. Okay. Um I also uh, want to talk a little bit about, um, you're also an author. You're in process of uh, writing I'm a in process. <laughs> it is a process. <laughs> I couldn't finish mine until I retired, so do not uh, give yourself grace and give yourself I'm time. wait and see process right now, I think. Well, yeah. Yeah, so the title of your book. The title of my book is Welcome to the Club, I'm Sorry You're Here, and it's, it's written for grieving parents, parents right. who have lost a child. Right. And it's going to be very short and sweet. And I'm. But what they need to hear. 
Right. And nobody that is in that situation is ready to read a lengthy novel. No, not at all. So just some some short, concise things that tips and things that uh, I lost a son in a car wreck uh, in 1992. He was five years old. Yes. And so that the book kind of tells my story a little bit and sometimes uh, has some input from things. some yeah. there's a, a chapter in there called the things people say yeah. and um, which is and what it well, well what it boils down to is you've got people that that don't know what to say right because there are no words that are going to take no. away the hurt no so they're trying desperately to say something to comfort these parents who are grieving right you've got desperation of trying to help compared with raw emotion the parents that are grieving right. and when those two come together often there's hurt and it's Works. not intended no it's not no. intended no and when you're not in a position to hear advice you know you know there are not there are no words that's going to bring that child back no there are no words that's going to take away that grief no so that no. that attempt is right Hard. and then because the, the emotions are raw on the part of the grieving parent it's sure. often met with bristled like I can't believe you said, said that. that. <laughs> and, All right. So, well, I want you to stay the course on that. I'm, I'm, I'm about to the point where I'm going to take it, what I've got, and give it to somebody. And go here. I'll pay you. Will you format it and do the <laughs> I, cover? And I can relate. I can relate. I don't know when I'm going to get to that. So, <laughs> well, I don't, and I don't know if your process is like mine, but I just got to the point where I just couldn't read it one more time because no matter what I saw, my brain wasn't really reading it. And I had beta readers too, but when you get to actually publishing, they're going to, you know, you just have to go back and you know, read and read and read. Yeah. And there were some chapters and I was almost sick of the book, honestly. <laughs> I know. I feel, it came I feel out. Like I have it memorized. It's, it's well, Michelle, I really want to thank you for meeting me today. I know you're in the middle of chaos trying to start <laughs> school, so I really wish you the best with that. Thank you. Yes, and I wish you luck with your book. Stay the course. And as I always say, dare to be a Chihuahua bat.